0: One, two, three. (laughs) Welcome to the Smartest Amazon Seller Podcast. It's your host, Scott Needham. I have a guest with me who is actually helping me find some cool new audio options. So hopefully we we like this and, and maybe I'll move to this Riverside FM studio. Well, I got Jacob from Delta Logic. Jacob, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, everyone. And hi, Scott. I'm glad to be here. Thanks.
0: So, Jacob... I have a filter. I don't let anyone on the podcast. You got to be doing something unique. And like, I just look a little bit at your resume. I like what you're doing. Very technical. We're going to talk about what your company does and you know some of the approaches that a lot of sellers have if they're trying to build their own technology. Obviously, it's a tremendous advantage if you're able to optimize and automate a lot of tasks that sellers are doing. That's something that I spent years doing. I think by the end of my focus on Buy Boxer, every single employee was doing something that interacted with the software that we had built. So basically, everyone was like coordinated. Every transaction was like logged. Like we just really had a a good synchronization with the team. And it allowed us to do a lot of cool stuff, (laughs) create a lot of orders, sell a lot of products with minimal amount of time and what you do and have done for some time is you build uh software solutions as a service for specific sellers so someone could come to you and you be like hey jacob we're having a problem with this and this and like obviously like it's just like a dev shop there's a lot of dev shops out there but you focus primarily on amazon Tell me how long have you guys been doing this and what are some of the insights that you're learning and hearing from sellers?
1: Sure. So it's been quite a history, I would say. I mean, we've started three years ago and I remember I was back then like just a regular freelancers and I was trying to take kind of any job that some clients wanted. So I was going into different industries, starting from automotive, going to logistics, manufacturing, many different projects. And at some point I remember created the profile on um, Upwork. And there was this one guy, actually, uh, Amazon seller, and he wanted to gather orders from the MWS API. That was the old API uh, that actually was the I don't know, for like 15 years. Uh, that was the first uh, API provided by Amazon. And that's how I actually started with working with the first Amazon projects. I'm not the seller. I've never selling on Amazon. I was living in Germany, so I was actually using it quite often. So it was a very interesting project for me. I remember even back then that the documentation for MWS was extremely bad. There was not really much of the community there. I was trying to get some answers. I was remember I was going to GitHub issues. I was on Stack Overflow. And yeah, in the end, I managed to do that. That was quite how we started. Then I think it was like a few months silence. But what I did back then is I recorded the first YouTube video exactly on this case. I exactly solved this problem because as it turned out, a lot of sellers wanted to gather their orders to a Google sheet. So that was my first, let's say, video. We started getting some traction. There was some requests coming in. And then I remember Amazon introduced the new API, Selling Partner API. And this is the newest API. Right now, there's even this migration going on. We also focus on, we help actually companies to migrate from the MWS to SP API with their custom scripts.
0: It can be kind of tough. Like when they announced the transition, I was like, no, (laughs) like so much work. I actually have allowed some of our software to kind of like deprecate. We were using it. I'm like, this is not worth the transition. And I did transition some of it, but man, it's,
1: it's tough. I introduced this as one of our main services this year. How do you feel
0: about the documentation of the, the SP API?
1: Yeah. So when I started, they introduced it, right? And they say, yeah, okay, now we have the REST-based API. This is a new API. And man, it was even worse. It was even worse. There's no way that people could understand it. When I went to GitHub issues, I remember that top one GitHub issue is like kind of like a forum for developers was why this documentation is so bad. (laughs) So there was like 600 upvotes or something like this. I mean, till now, People are coming to us and asking us for a simple authentication with Amazon just to connect it. I actually released the newest video, I think two days ago, step-by-step guide, how to configure IAM roles, policies, how to create the private app and do a simple request using PostMap.
0: That's awesome because, man, that's why when people bring up like connecting to the API, I'm like, I'm like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's because we went through some of those steps. To get, I mean, it's just like permissions. You just get lost in these like small little things that will like make or break connecting. So for people that are like new, when we say an API is uh, technically a programmer interface. So it's how, you know, someone connects to Amazon. It's how computers talk to each other. And Amazon changed it. And hopefully, you know, uh, it's still in transition. There's been a few tools that I know that are still kind of holding on to the end and amazon is forcing the issue they are forcing people to move to the new ones
1: yes and right now at this day i would say the documentation is it's much better back in the days they didn't have like dedicated website where you can just go through it it was just a g- documentation on a github so you really need to be advanced developer to understand that so yeah. what i did is with the first video with the mws and getting the orders actually did exactly the same video, but with the newest API, so the Selling Partner API. And man, this video blew up. We have like around 30,000 views on that. And if you just Google Amazon SP API, all of our videos are popping up there even before Amazon. So (laughs) that's crazy. And that's how we started, actually. That's how we picked our niche. That's how we said, all right, let's go all in. There's a lot of sellers, a lot of businesses around Amazon, aggregators, agencies that need custom software, obviously.
0: I think most sellers at some point think about customizing their own business. And the reason that I brought you on is like, I actually think if someone was very serious about doing it, some of the solutions you've worked on are
1: great. I'm glad you actually also brought the Upwork here because we recently published the article where we discuss actually like Upwork freelancers versus agency as us, right? Uh, there's like a lot of differences, and obviously Upwork is still like a very good place to go when you consider custom tools. If you want to recruit some developer freelancer to build you something, to help you something with, however, obviously there's a lot of disadvantages. Working with us is you have a professional team building multiple SP API projects and having them in the portfolio. Working with uh, big sellers, big companies, also Fortune 500 ones, and research centers. So when it comes to projects, we have been working with a lot of different tools. Pretty much everyone who comes to us has like a unique needs. And so we have this experience from the past by working with the different industries, right? What we are doing for every client that basically when a client comes to us is first, we try to understand the business. And back in the days, it was extremely tough because if the new client was from a completely different industry, we had literally just a little bit of time to learn about the industry. And here right now, it's much easier because as we build more projects in Amazon space, we obviously know the problems, And we know how to face them and what are the potential solutions so we have a lot of different categories of the projects you can actually go to our website there's a couple of the videos and examples of the tools that we've built so let's start maybe with the monitoring solutions slash web scrapers because those are the ones which Doesn't necessarily require access to the API, but they are extremely valuable. I know that there's a lot of tools out there who are doing it. I know that Helium has some of them, Jungle Scout. Basically, they are the reason for them is to do a product research and check the competitors' prices, right? So, for example, we've built tools to monitor different ASINs and check how their prices are being changed. And this is actually very good for the seller to adjust to the competitors. We are monitoring the buy boxes. And then in addition, actually, for the one of our clients, this is a Yale University, we've built the custom repricer. So we've been working with the researchers from Yale University. They actually do in the investigation, how to win the buy box, like what are the parameters, how you can actually manipulate it a little bit. And we provided them with this tool. So they are actually working on the algorithm itself. So basically they're changing some parameters. They have history of the seller and they can just push the current price and basically reprice the item. That's one of the category of the tools, monitoring slash reprices. Other categories of tools, those are the data visualization tools. And oh man, we have a lot of requests for this. I know that there are great companies out there. I actually met some of the founders at the Prosper Show. So for example, Songuru, they have very good dashboard solution there's a merchant spring they have a very good agency tool
0: and you're telling me that like in spite of the fact that those tools exist sellers are still like very hungry and requesting more dashboards yes
1: yes this is something that i was actually a lot of like i was afraid of it because i thought okay man there are great tools out there why would anyone actually go to us and build their own tool that was my initial thought but then
0: when i look at some of the categories Like I've thought about even the last month or two, I was like, maybe I do a repricer. Maybe I do inventory manager. And then I look at the solutions, I'm like, they're pretty good. I'd have to spend a lot of time and dedication to beat them or have a competitive offering. But businesses are different. And so I guess like what kind of what you were saying earlier is that like the nuances of businesses sometimes make it so that the available solutions don't actually solve their problem.
1: Yes, I mean, there are a couple of reasons why the existing solutions uh, are not the great match for some of the companies. And I can tell you by working with uh, a lot of clients that the main reason is that people hate the SaaS business model. They hate paying monthly, especially when they have to pay a percentage of fee of their sales. They just hate it. Yeah, yeah. Seven-figure, eight-figure sellers. They would rather invest up from 20K, 30K for a solution and have their own tool. And just forget about it. Just pay uh, pay the fee for the service and that's it. Uh, This is like really, I would say, the main reason why people hate using the existing tools.
0: I personally have also found, you know, a fence with people taking a percentage of business. Even the solutions that don't do that, sometimes they scale in a way that does. You know, there's a lot of advertising solutions that take a percentage of advertising spend. Yes. And so it's tough.
1: Yes, yes, especially the advertising solution because then you cannot really predict your spending, like it really depends on the client how much you will spend each month and then if the advertisement solution will take the percentage of, the, of your ad spend, that's really painful for the agency. So that's like one of the reasons, but then there are more reasons. So for example, one of the biggest one is a concern about data privacy i know that in the us it's not that hard as in europe but for example in in germany when we have clients like the main concern for example is that when we build a data warehouse it needs to be in a german data server it has to be somewhere in germany the other thing is that they don't trust the solution providers so for example if they are using helium 10 tools they don't want helium to own their data because obviously, data is the new oil. Companies take the data, they sell it further. I, I don't want to say that helium is doing it. I just want to say that overall, yeah. this is the trend that is there. And yeah. when we build a, a custom software tool, they own the data. It's on their yeah. servers. We don't do nothing with it.
0: Sure, I respect people's like you know desire for data privacy. I also I do have to say. I don't think people's data is as valuable as they think it is. You know, sometimes they're like, oh my goodness, all my data, I don't <laughs> want anyone to see it. And like, even at aggregate, it may not actually have a lot of material value. Because so much of that data is actually publicly available. I say I'm biased because like that's what Smart Scout does, is we take publicly available data and organize it into you know, valuable insights. But your point stands true, though. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the business owner thinks. And like, they (laughs) don't want to trust a, you know, an American company and say they're in Germany and then they're like, hey, like, this is just, I just don't do this. And so that's an opportunity for you.
1: 100%.
0: To help them connect and collect and just to have ownership over their own stuff. So that's cool. And I appreciate some businesses going that route.
1: Yes. And the other reason, this is actually a big one. And I would say this is a good advice that SaaS business owners should do. So when you have a product, you have a couple of clients. And then at some point, I mean, every business is different. People have different requirements. They want different features. And of course, you need to listen to your community. You need to listen to your user base when it comes to implementing the feature. But on the other hand, you cannot build features, for example, just for one client. Your app is one and you cannot adjust it for everyone. And this is one of the biggest problems with the products because you cannot just fulfill everyone's requirements. And that's why we come into the play. And what we also do is when someone is using someone's product, we can build just an additional microservice which will work with this. It doesn't yeah. have to be like it. We don't have to build the whole solution from scratch. That's also what I say to, to our clients. If there are great tools out there, don't reinvent the wheel We can just build you like some additional third-party service that will work uh, as an addition to that.
0: I totally, I love that. And that actually puts you in a position, Jacob, of like, you know, you kind of need to become an expert of the industry. That helps your operation because you're like, 90% of it is accomplished from this or from, you know, Merchant Spring or whatever. What are some solutions that like you recommend to sellers that you're like, hey, if you're doing this, like, we could help out, but like, here's how you, maybe like an implementation that you guys help out with as much as like a custom software solution. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, we have a couple of partners and whenever there's a good solution out there, I just say, okay, go and try their solution first. And if it doesn't fit you, then we'll help you build your own. So yeah. it really depends on a case. I mean, as I mentioned, for example, the Merchant Spring, right? This is a great tool for agencies for sellers. So when it comes to dashboards, but it has its own limitations, right? So, for example, right now we are building one uh, dashboard solution for vendors and it has to be in Power BI. So, I don't think there's one solution out there. I haven't found one at least, maybe one, but it was like also in collaboration of a few companies. So,
0: it's the integrations that makes this an infinite problem. Like you said, Power BI or whatever Tableau it could be. A lot of companies already, bigger ones, probably have a, an existing tech stack and they can't just like pivot their entire business around you know, some meager Amazon-focused solution.
1: And I can give you also the example of like completely out-of-the-box solution that was requested by one company. Actually, maybe you know them. They're quite popular in the space. It's eGrowth Partners. It's also the Amazon agency. They help solving Amazon issues with the account. And what they requested is they are working with a lot of VAs. They're actually hiring them to solve issues with the Amazon accounts. And what we did is they are using Jira in order to like, you know, just knock off the tasks, I mean, tasks, uh, monitor them. And what we did is we created the app, we connected all of the Amazon accounts into it, and we started listening to Amazon notifications. So we gathered all of the Amazon notifications about the accounts, and we aggregated all of that into the Jira account. So right now, the the VAs, they can just work in the, the Jira account. They can solve the tasks. And then the manager from eGrowth Partners, they can, like he or she can also just see it in in one place. Before that, it was not possible. They had to go manually through each account, check the issues, log in, log out. And that was the huge pain. And there's no solution like this out there yet. This is like extremely unique case just to fit their own business needs.
0: Yeah, you're right. Like performance notifications, account health, all that stuff is, you know, it's not, the APIs don't really connect with that. APIs, you know, they generally connect with your seller data and thus far Amazon gives you a lot of data they don't give you everything that you'll want and I'm usually on the I'm usually out there saying like give us more data you know it does look like Amazon is and actually I'm wondering if you've had any requests around the uh, search query performance report
1: we definitely had but as I'm not anymore in delivery I don't know exactly which clients
0: that's the latest report that Amazon has uh delivered and like it's kind of like they're trending the direction of really giving you uh, you know, competitive research to like.
1: I think today even our CTO told me that I should create one video about this report. So I may yeah, <laughs> need to judge, check it out.
0: Anyone that searches that video will be the right person. That's why you should do a video. <laughs> And that's actually what's funny is when I think about a lot of, uh, you know, sometimes we write blogs and when I think of like some of the blogs to write to help Amazon sellers I'm like, I'm like, okay, anyone that asks this question, they're the right person. It's a fun little game to play and the search query performance, like anyone that's like talking and thinking about that, that means they're deep into the business already. You know, they're not just starting out. Uh, let's see. So, I mean, you guys have a lot of solutions. You know, there's, there's the monitoring. There's obviously, I'm sure, dashboards, profitability, that type of stuff.
1: We even built like much more complex solution. I mean, the, the one actually is we've built like a full solution to manage the Amazon business for arbitrage sellers. So from monitoring, okay. analyzing the products to automate ordering, restocking process, managing the warehouse and keeping track of the invoices like and finances. So we, we, we really been everywhere.
0: And the truth is, I think the value of talking with you, Jacob, is actually not what I'm going to be able to talk about. If anyone listening is in this phase where they're like, you know, they're at scale, you know, say they're doing seven figures plus and they want a custom solution, it's worth a conversation with you just to kind of get an idea of what that looks like. I've advised a lot of people through this situation. I get a lot of people ask me like, "Hey, do you know any developers?" And I generally say like, "No, not no one I could recommend." So that's great that someone's built a dev shop that focuses on um, Amazon seller needs. So you guys are based in Europe. So you yes. will have the minds of the European sellers, but you do uh, jobs for people all over the world, I, I imagine.
1: 100%. I mean, most of our clients come from US and, and Germany. Uh, yeah. We are based in Poland, and Amazon is actually getting bigger and bigger here. They are investing a lot of money. However, we have other local marketplace called Allegro that it's been here for years, but I can see it. I can see it how Amazon is actually pumping tons of millions of dollars here. Just beat it. There are first agencies actually here in Poland as well. Um, We actually are collaborating with them as well. So no, Amazon is in in Europe is a big thing, but it's nothing compared to US.
0: Yeah, anything to help support that nomad laptop lifestyle that entrepreneurs (laughs) like to have. Thanks for, you know, I think it's cool what you guys are up to. You know, you got a sizable team. And you know, very transparent prices, so people can have an idea of what an estimate will look like to actually get a custom job. So uh, you know, reach out to Jacob at uh, Delta Logic. L- let me ask. Actually, this is a very relevant question. Have a lot of changes been made with the API, or maybe some sort of announcements of like future things that you see happening?
1: We are constantly monitoring the API changes. We have a custom bot even that is pushing all of the changes to our Slack channel. I don't really see any like future changes right away. They recently built the SPAPI. Now they want everyone to migrate from the old MWS to the new SPAPI. And before this whole migration process will be done, I don't see anything coming. But I can tell you, this migration process, they already put their deadline, actually, four, or five, or six months even for later they postpone it and i can see that this will happen again i was warning people i was actually talking with the core selling uh, SP API team from us about this i mean we had exactly the same case here and in poland with different marketplace the the one i told you allegro actually our cto he used to work there and he told me that when there was a migration from the old api to the new api it was madness it was chaos and I can see that uh, in Amazon space, especially at Prosper Show. When I was talking about API, not so many people actually even knew what is it. And I was, when I told them about the, about the migration, no one cared. No one cared. And this is like super important topic because in the end, well, if they,
0: yeah, you're talking if they market. change it,
1: yeah, yeah. You're I mean, to, just uh... wanted to say that if there will be a migration and they stop the old API, so many businesses just will mm. stop, right? the API will stop working, the software will stop working. So it's super important topic and I would love that more people be actually aware of that.
0: Yeah, you should uh, be checking the softwares that you use to see if they've transitioned yet. It can take a fair amount of time, a lot more time than anyone wants to dedicate to it because I want to dedicate zero hours to a migration. (laughs) Cool. I just wanted to hear what you're thinking, you know, like the change is hard and, and Amazon has kicked the can down the road a few times because when push comes to shove, like, you know, you can't just turn off uh, hundreds of businesses at once. Cool. Let's wrap up there. I think this was a great conversation and actually can lead to future conversations with a lot of people that are, you know, thinking about customization. This is a very uh, technical and uh, <laughs> only for sellers that are serious, but... I think they probably self-selected and turned me off quite some time ago. I'm teasing, but um, thanks everyone for for sticking around and Delto Logic, and I can't wait to to see you again, Jacob. And, and we'll um, we'll catch up again at a conference sometime. Definitely,
1: right. thanks a lot, Scott.
0: Okay, with that, everyone, we'll let you go and uh, stay tuned for the next episodes.
1: One, two, three. <laughs>